When you were a kid, did you want to be an astronaut? A crossing guard? Sometimes our dreams feel a little all over the place, but we're not alone. In fact, McDonald's created an education platform, APA Next, with all the resources Asian Pacific American students like us need to navigate the next steps, or even figure out what they are. With streaming workshops on college admissions and more, a lot of the work is done for us. Come take a look at apanext.com and decide what's next for you. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in a sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports bar content, and a whole lot more. Uh, Dave Show 217, July the 18th, 2022. Man, we had some weather here, and we always start with weather, man. We must be getting old, but we always start with weather. It was felt like it was a thousand degrees here in Lethbridge over the weekend, and then we had uh, hoping, hoping my friends in Medicine Hat are okay. There was a tornado touchdown there uh, earlier on this afternoon, which isn't a good thing, torrential downpours and everything else. So we had uh, all facets of the, uh, the the summer weather today. Uh, Dave, how was your weekend? You went camping. What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, I've been camping with the family. We uh, jetted away on Saturday, came home, packed up this morning in the rain. Um, was our plan anyways, but uh, got ahead of the, the, the weather. Uh, but then at work today, it was a fucking monsoon. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's nice to get away. It's nice to be back. I'm going to sleep like a baby because, you know, we got those good beds in the trailer. <laughs> but but nothing's as good as home base. No, you can pretend you're, you can pretend you're resting and relax, but it's not, nothing like getting home and sitting on the couch and actually doing some actual react, uh, relaxing. When you're camping, there's always something to do and wood to chop and cleaning up or whatever's going on. It's uh, Some people find it relaxing. I, I find it to be a, a lot of work. And you, like you never get enough sleep and the, the birds are chirping in the morning and everything else. But I'm not complaining. It's just a different form, form of relaxing. Some people love it. Some people can go without. So it's a different thing. Uh, Dave, since we talked last, uh, man, on it was Tuesday we talked last. Uh, Goudreau, after we got off the air, uh he told the flames i'm out i'm going elsewhere that's it see you later um wednesday afternoon i was at the fort mcleod pool with my brother and his family and my, and my mom and deanne was there and of course the kids were on their phone while they're getting some sun and the, the the news came out that goudreau was allegedly looking at uh at the columbus blue jackets to sign and we were all like well, that doesn't make any sense that, that can't be true and so we thought the rumors went away and sure as shit a few hours later the news came out that Johnny Goudreau signed a uh, nine and a half million for seven year contract, which is far less than the 10 and a half, uh, eight year uh, deal that the flames offered him. Turns out he didn't really want to play close to home. He just didn't want to play in Calgary. Um, that's kind of my take on it. Dave. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? What do you know? What, what, what do you think about the uh, Goudreau signing with the Columbus blue jackets? Well, all I know is that he basically said, uh, he gave the middle finger to the flames. I'm, I'm gone. The and it's not. It's it wasn't about money because the flames offered him more money. I heard reports that his hometown Jersey Devils were even offering him more money, like up over eleven mil. Yeah, and he and he took the less money to go to Columbus. So, what I surmise from that is just. I don't think winning is being is a very important thing to Johnny Goudreau. I think he is comfortable being a nobody and he wants to be able to do things um, with his money and not be recognized on the streets and not having to answer questions for why his team 
is is uh, underachieving. And now it ain't his fault because that's just it. Because because now Columbus ain't they're, they're not going to do anything. This like they they never sign these big free agents. So now they have him and Line and I don't know who else they got. Who cares? It 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 it, it, it shocked me. It shocked me. And it, the the thing form first and foremost it told me is that winning a cup is not important to Johnny Goudreau. Which is strange, Dave, because you like the, as you mentioned that I, I never thought of it like that, but now it, it makes complete sense. It's uh, it was funny because when the Flames won that first the first playoff round against Dallas Stars and they and Goudreau scored the overtime winner and double overtime, whatever it was against Dallas, and uh, Sean Monahan was off the ice and the, the celebration that they had, it was like two old friends in minor hockey that uh, that, that scored a big goal and Goudreau looked like he was excited and happy. And everything else, and and winning looked looked like it was important at that moment. Uh, then later on, they get uh, dumped by the Oilers in five, and then that's it. He that that's it as his, his Flames career. It seems to me that, like you said, winning is not important. I did read today that he uh, he wanted to play with the Flyers more so because he was a Flyers fan growing up, and not the Devils or the Islanders because that would have been against what he what. To, uh, but the Flyers couldn't make it happen. So he just goes, well, fuck it. I'll just go where, where, where the next most money is. And like you said, winning is not important to that man. He uh, he got a pretty good, a really good co- second contract with the Flames for his sec- second dealing with six and a half, seven million bucks uh, for six years. And no one really knew who this kid was, little Johnny Hockey. And he was the, he was a t- talk of, uh, of Calgary and Alberta hockey and all over. And then he pulls a, he, I mean, he doesn't owe the Flames a thing. I, they don't get. I'm not saying that he owes anybody anything. They, they, he had a contract. He played out his contract, and you're allowed to do whatever you want. But man, oh man, that's a kick in the pills for the Flames organization to for him to just wait for the last minute to do that because they lost out on other free agents, money and things that could have could have uh, could have happened because he just says, "I'm going to do what I want on my time frame," which I think is fucking rude, man. He he, you you can't tell me that he had to wait until that time to tell the Calgary Flames that he was out. I I 100% agree that he, Rude might not be the, the proper term. He it, was a, it, it was a it, dick it, fucking move. Okay, I'll, it I'll say a, it that way. It, it was a dick move. He held them hostage. He had their hands tied. He's well, like, we got to know, man. We got to Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's like buying cancellation insurance for a table of 10 at a busy restaurant. Like you got to be here. You got to be here. No, no, no. I'm probably going to be there, and then and then no show on a table uh, on the busiest night of the year. It's just a fucking dick thing to do. He, he he wasn't contractually obligated to, but like you mentioned, how are the Flames supposed to pr- pursue other free agents in this case? Like. Like, what are you supposed to do to these free agents? Yeah, we're really interested in you, but we're interested in you. But if Johnny signs, then like we're you not should go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe this, and then like the tier two free agents, like those guys. Like, well, is Johnny coming? Like, I'm only interested in John if Johnny's going to be there. Yeah, he's probably going to be here. Well, then let's talk after after Thursday. And then like it, it was that was a dick thing to do. He didn't owe him anything, but. And I, I, it makes me wonder, like, if if he actually did that on purpose, or he was just so genuinely conflicted by the decision that he had to make, and he didn't want to make it. Maybe he's just not a grown up. I guess maybe who knows? And trying to avoid the situation, and he think we just go away without. I mean, we all do that a time or two in our lives where we think we just avoid it. It's going to just disappear. We don't have to deal with the consequences. It, it just seemed like it was a real a real shitty maneuver by a guy that the flames gave a lot of money to for a lot of years and didn't really expect much out of him. Like they gave him that contract. They gave him that, that uh, second, second deal. Here you go. Here's an open checkbook. Basically here's, here's all the, and cause I, I was, I was like, okay, here's who's this Goudreau guy. He's a good player, but that, that's a lot of money in a cap era. And the flames don't generally spend that kind of money. And then when he just went, I'm out. I thought that was a dick fucking move. I, I thought it was really, really classless. And, and the Flames developed him too, right? Yeah. They, like he was a third round, fourth round pick. It wasn't 
it wasn't he didn't explode until after his draft year with Boston University. I think it was he he played for, and and he got better and better every year. He he had to put up with four or five coaches. Maybe that's some of the things, right? You know, they don't tell me when they're gonna hire fucking dicks like uh, Bob Hartley and Bill Peters. Yeah, you know, and then then they give us lame duck coaches like Gullickson and the guy who who finished off the year last year. And then you, you give me one year with a coach that that's decent and he's going to be gone. Like what's going to happen in two years when Sutter retires, do Maybe you think, he wants some stability? Do you think something as simple as them having a subpar NHL arena had anything to do with it with no hope inside of Calgary, getting a new one. It's just like, it's an old, old place. The facilities it's you read all over Twitter and everywhere else that it's the worst arena in hockey. Now uh, it's dated. Do you think that had a little bit to do with like, I don't want to play in an old place anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you think it matters that fucking much? I, I personally don't, but you just read it does and does not. You're in the pros, right? And you're making your, you're, you're, you're getting paid the same amount. The fan base is just as passionate. Like how uh, I, I honestly don't know when I ask this question, how fucking shitty can it be? It's not Oakland Coliseum shitty. no. And it's not, it's not brand new. It's not, it's, but it's still better than fuck the Boston garden or the, or, or the playing at Maple Arizona Leaf gardens was, or playing at Arizona state university for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Right. So, so it can't be that bad. Like it's not that great, but it's not that bad. Like they're, they're different facilities. Like it's not the uh, Scotiabank arena in Toronto where they spend nothing but money on everything, the best of everything in Toronto. Except, I can the, assume- except, except the hockey team and a goaltender, but that's another story for another day. Uh, <laughs> It's the same ping pong table and arcade games outside in the players' lounge and shit like that, right? Same it's chef just, making the same post post practice meals, man. Yeah, the, the food's yeah, fine. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. Like, unless it, I like, I don't know. I understand that it's old. I understand that it's not shiny, but at the end of the day, there's fucking ice here. There's whatever you want over here. Um, the training staff is over here. They're gonna do it too. The, just because the building's old doesn't mean the the tables and and like I say the leisure activities aren't yeah. nice. Uh, later earlier on this afternoon, Dave, resident Albertan fucking nozzle, um, Mike Commodore. Uh, this I don't know because it's content. I used to like it. this guy, but go ahead. I he decided to go on the old Twitter machine and and say. Uh, his thoughts about why Goudreau was leaving um, was leaving the Calgary Flames, leaving uh, Canada to play hockey in Columbus. And, of course, he had to go to the vaccination route. Why do people feel the need to spread false information? Because it's just as hard for Americans to get down there as it is for, or for Canadians to get down there as Americans to get up here unvaccinated. It's the same thing as the Toronto Blue Jays are dealing with. It's the exact same thing. Why do these people insist on spreading false information when the information that I have in front of me that about Johnny Goudreau is the exact same information that Mike Commodore has in front of him with the vaccination stuff and the laws and the rules and everything else? Why do these people feel a need to make it political every fucking time? To be clear, for a Canadian to enter the United States... You have to show proof of vaccination. Done. The same rules apply for Americans coming to the U.S. It's not two sets of rules. It's well, the same it's, thing. It is two sets of rules, but it's the same same fucking rule. Rules. Right. It goes. So, it goes along with the Blue Jays and what was it? Ben Attendee saying, "My body, my rights, this and that." You're not going to have Canadian government telling me how to do things. Okay, Ben Attendee with the Kansas City Royals. Your government has the same rules, man. Same rules. So quit so, it. Yeah, like, quit it. Why, why, why? And then secondly, why do they, why don't reporters actually corner these guys and say, and tell them this, say, dude, what you're saying is false. All the Jays have to have. That's the why they're all vaccinated. Or else they couldn't yeah. come here to play. And, and they, and, and they have to come here to play. Yeah. Like, it's just one roadie for you. So what, uh, back to the original question, why I think, uh, I think asshats like Commodore do this is because it's on social media. And then they get a ton of likes from the the 
the other side, get, the anti-vaxxers or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. They get a ton of likes from like-minded people. And, you know, and that gives them that little endorphin boost. It's like, I can't be that wrong then if all these people think the same way as me. Like, and your, 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 your voice gets amplified. And when, you, and, and when people are agreeing with you, the more people that agree with you, the better you feel. Uh, uh, I guess it's the same. Like they're, 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 they get clicks and likes and retweets and, and they, they stay relevant, even though they're, they're spreading false information. Um, it, it's just odd that he would link the Goudreau thing because Goudreau's wife is a nurse, works at a children's hospital. And apparently there is a very good children's hospital, not that she would have to, to work with the amount of money that, that Johnny makes. Um, but there's a very good children's hospital in uh, Columbus that she would that she went to university for 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 children's pediatrics and, and I read that too, but just riddle me this: what major U.S. city does not have a good children? No, but I heard that this is one of the ones. I'm just saying. So, but for for Commodore to be spreading information like this about uh, medical stuff when Goudreau's wife is a, a medical professional, like take a fucking lap, man. That exactly. guy's got to just. T- we shouldn't even have brought it. Like, take a lap. He's a nozzle, like nozzle of the week award. That, that guy. Oh, it's pretty, but like, because like, who the fuck asked you, Kami? And he used to be funny. Like yeah. he still is funny, but now he's gone down the uh, anti-vax. Uh, uh, well, he's gone down the fair and flurry road to excellence. You know. Yeah, yeah. He like like how do you how do you uh, regain your relevance? Like find people who are irrelevant and, and think they need a voice in a hockey player yeah because i don't fucking get it yeah i don't understand it's too bad for for flames fans that turned out this way they, they had pretty high hopes for goudreau signing now they got to focus uh getting uh kachuk signed i don't think they're going to get it done uh kachuk's going to be the one to benefit from this because he, he'll he can get whatever he wants now because he'll, he'll be the highest paid player because he made nine this year i believe he'll get he'll get all everything that goudreau was going to get everything Everything, yeah, and and also too, when you think back at it, uh, uh, you think about it right now. So the Flames have to play against the defending Stanley, then the same division as the defending Stanley Cup ch- champions, um, Las Vegas, who is always good. They missed the playoffs last year, but that was a head scratcher, and. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five, yep. six more years of dry settle and McDavid. Who made their team a little bit better last week by getting Jack Campbell and put to play goals and Mike Smith. Oh, speaking of, I wrote it down. I just saw it on my little thing. Uh, Evander Kane, you thought he was going to get two years at four mil, and I said four at 6.25. I was almost fucking right on what the What they giving him? I know they gave him four. I think it was, I think it was six and a half. Was it that much? It, it was too much. much. Well, you're, you're, I wouldn't, I, like we talked about last week, I said, I, I said nice two, to man. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're Dave, Dave's always my <laughs> biggest, smartest guy in the fucking room all the time. But anyways, uh, no, it's uh free agency still going. There's still Nazem Kadri and some guys who haven't signed uh, elsewhere, but it's going to be interesting to see how Johnny Goudreau can just play the rest of his career in oblivion and no one's going to care. Nobody's going to care. Good work. If you can find it, right? Yeah. Like so every, every team needs their 24 players. And if you're going to pay me nine and a half to do it, and to not sure. to not be part of it, yeah, it's it's to not be part of the I don't say part of the NHL, but not part of the real NHL, like the the, the teams that matter because Columbus is they don't really matter. They don't they don't they don't spin the wheel in down the Yankee Tavern North. But they've never made it out of the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, in their history, and they've been at it for twenty years now. So well, it's all that. Uh, anyways, I'd like to thank uh, Dave from uh, Level the Playing Field last night. He uh, gave me a call yesterday afternoon. We've been trying to get together. 
Uh, we got we did a uh, hour and a bit show last night. Had a lot of laughs. He didn't get it out later this week. We had to. We talked a lot of baseball, a lot of BS. So, but it was good getting on the on the air with somebody else there talking some stuff. But it was uh, it was a good little show we got together and uh, discussed. Uh, so a lot of Blue Jays, a lot of different things. So that was a that was a fun night last night. Uh, what night was it? Like Sunday night. Uh, yeah, it was Sunday last night, right? They're all just melding together these summer it's nights. It's Monday today. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, all these summer, summer days are starting to melt together on for me. But anyways, uh, the 1420 Sports Podcast, Four River Sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Make sure you use promo code 1420POD for all your ticket needs. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead? Or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports bar talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, uh, as you mentioned uh, at the end of our last segment, the Calgary Stampede just wrapped up one of the most successful Stampedes ever after two years of basically not having one because of the uh, the pandemic we went through and the restrictions and everything else that was, you know, it was all for public safety, whether you believe it or not, they did, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, every year at the Stampede, Dave, there is a, uh, there's a horse that dies either in the rodeo or during the chuck wagon races at the Rangeland Derby, um, every year the the uh, animal rights people come out and they want the stampede ban, they want the rodeo ban, they want the chuck wagons ban. Um, I've seen how well those horses are treated. Um, they have the best vets, the best this, the best that, the best best medicine. They they it's it's quite unbelievable how well those animals are treated. They're probably treated better than the cowboys who ride those horses. During the, the the chuck wagons for the outriders and everything else, um, so they're living better than those cowboys. That's for sure. That's for sure, Dave. Like every year when a horse dies and these animal rights people come out, and I'm not saying I, I'm I'm pro horses dying, but I kind of get a little bit tired of it when they're just barking up a tree to bark up a tree. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Same thing. Like, I'm sorry it happened. But it's kind of the price of doing business. Like someone's gonna die in a race, uh, like uh, racing cars every year. Someone's gonna have a catastrophic leg injury playing base basketball. Someone, almost every game that humans play, is you're, you. It, there's a chance it's gonna be your last time. The same with uh, mountain climbers. Like how many mountain climbers and thrill seekers die? I'm not saying anyone deserves to. But you you take your chance. And at the end of the day, excuse me, equipment is needed to play sports. To chuck wagon race, equipment, a horse is part of your equipment. You don't want to replace that equipment. You take care of that equipment. You maintain that commitment, that, that equipment. But at the end of the day, sometimes something happens and the equipment has to be put down. Well, I, like that, that's just it. And I think people fail to realize. Maybe it's maybe it's just me or or us where we live in a in a in a community where agriculture is a thing, and there are feedlots everywhere. And there's feedlots for horses too. The town I grew up in's got a great big one, and they they ship a lot of horse meat o- overseas. Um, animals in general, like pigs and cows and horses, are bred to die like that's the facts of it like that's actually the facts there are ones that end up in rodeos and they're they're treated very well some some do meet their maker a little bit sooner to have a heart attack or whatever happens but the medicine and and the help that these that the or the medicine and and the care that these horses are given is better than most people can afford well you're not gonna you're not gonna uh win a whole lot of races with your horse if you're feeding it beef or reno every night right that's just it it's like uh, it's not kramer's horse in the, the <laughs> cab beef or reno that's for sure so i i just i have a hard time like the stampede brings a lot of revenue uh to the to the province to the city of calgary and everything else and for these diet these uh these blowhards I, i'll call them blowhards to come up and protest year after year after year well what else is the horse gonna be fucking doing 
Well, Peter's gonna Peter, and I get it. And and they say, well, but what else is know, a horse going to do? Exactly, run wild in the grasslands and medicine hat. Like no, like uh, they breed it. them to die. They breed these cows to die. That's it's actually a, what they breed them for is for us to eat them. It's a piece of equipment. It's 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 and they get trained and and I've been told that. Some horses, when you get on them, they just have a sixth sense and they're so competitive and they love to run. They love to race. They love mm-hmm. to do this. And so, you know, if you're doing what you love, I don't, I don't know this cause I'm not a horse guy. I've been on a horse once in my life and it was, yeah, it was like 90 regrettable minutes. So <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna brag and, and, and because I live in Western Canada and think I'm this big rodeo guy, but I, I'm also not going to, I'm not a hunter either. I don't go gopher shooting like I used to. I don't like senseless killing, but I don't consider this senseless killing. I I, I I consider it the cost of doing business and and check wagon races and and the the, the rodeo circuit is a business and it's it's been around for a long time. Yeah, I get, so, like it seems to me like when when a when a cowboy gets hurt and stomped on, it barely makes the news. When a horse dies. It's everywhere. So yeah, what where's our priorities here? I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying it's just a horse, but at the end of the day, if you go to, down the road 20 minutes to Fort McLeod, there's a whole bunch of horses there just waiting to die. And they like, don't have a choice in the matter either, but they're not yeah. having fun right now. They're just out there eating and shitting. Yeah. Well, they don't know any better. Horses, whatever. I don't know. It's just uh, just something I thought I'd touch on because kind of because I saw like uh, in medicine had a few years back at the chuck wagons, a horse did get put down. Right in the right in the infield in front of us, and it was odd to see all of the other horses kind of knew that something happened, and they how they stopped and were like they were almost watching. It was kind of an un, it was a weird weird eerie eerie uh, scene. But anyways, I saw it, the chuck the chuck wing's a big thing. I used to I love watching it. I watched it all uh, yesterday. The uh, the the end, the end of the rodeo. It's it's always good entertainment for me. I don't know any of the guys. I just find it fascinating that these guys are uh, they're jumping on these bulls and 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 horses and they're taking their lives in their own hands for eight seconds. To me, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Those guys are athletes. The animals are athletes. It, it just, wow. This like, that's they're balls here than I am. It's, it's could be the oddest sport ever, like bull riding and celebrate riding because you know, every other sport, like, um, I'm like, is either a race or who can do it better. And but like from from ancient times, like when we think about the javelin and the discus and and the, uh, uh, clearly, obviously, all the running races and what have you. This now is from like the the settlement to the colonial colonialization of the American and Canadian West, and when they have these animals that are never meant to be ride, like a bull. How much you give me if I get on that fucking thing? Oh. And, then, and then now. And and now bringing your your not the tamest ones, bring your rankest ones, and yeah. let's all get together and see how long. And it just shows you how how uh, <laughs> when people are bored, they'll do anything for sport. And and that's what happened to this because they they there had to have been better things to fucking do back in eighteen fifty five. Then get on the back of a two thousand pound animal that doesn't want you on the back of it because you don't see you you don't see camel fucking bucking. No, you don't see water. And the thing about rodeo too is is that you you jump on that on that bull who's pissed off and they strap a they put a strap around his nuts and then they kick it to make it matter and jump up and down and then they they hold on for some for eight seconds and then they have to get a score that someone else judges. Yeah, like it's 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 all just based on on a, on a judge after it's all said and done yeah it's just like yeah it's not success fail it's like you have to succeed yeah to get judged you know and it's like you know it, i i don't know what it's like it, like you when a figure skater falls um they can still win the gold medal the, the competition because they were trying such a hard trick well I got a really hard fucking bowler ride. You had an easy bowler ride. Why should I got bucked off, but you yeah. had a lame one. And then, so how is that fair? Because I'm riding a hard bull, but you know, 
it is what it is. And I've been to bull riding and I, I quite fucking enjoy watching bull riding. It's, it's, enter- it's, it's entertaining as hell. So, uh, yeah, I'm not pointing a finger. It's something I would never do. Um, I don't know. Rodeo. rodeo I guess I'm, yeah. I guess I'm pro rodeo. I I'm, never, I'm really... pro rodeo. And these, like I said, these blowhards who once a year get on their soapbox. Oh, actually next weekend too, when they're down in Cheyenne, it'll be the same thing. The horse is going to die or a cow's going to get, break his leg or whatever. And then there's, they'll be all over the news again. It's too bad because these athletes, these cowboys and and the and the animals, they 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 do perform a service and they, they do entertain us for sure. Uh, one other thing happened this weekend, Dave. Uh, that's it's kind of taken the golf uh, this live tour is taking the golf world by storm. Uh, Cam Smith won the British or the Open as we're supposed to call it um, yesterday. Um, now he's exempt for majors and he's got his major. So now he's saying, yeah, the live tour probably isn't looking too bad now because he got offered 90 million bucks to play once in a while. At first I was against it, but now I'm thinking, you know what? Why not? Is someone going to give you that much money to do the exact same thing less time, less times, and you can still play in the majors? Why wouldn't you? We're going to give Why you, wouldn't you, we're going to give you $90 million to have the opportunity to make more money than you would on the PGA tour. Yeah. And yeah. Oh shoot. I wish I would have, I'll I'll go find it and I'll retweet it on uh, 1420 Dave on Twitter. Did you see the video of the live jet? Mm -hmm. Holy. We're talking about horses getting shot because they fall in the thing while these guys are flying around in that palace. That looks yeah. like something out of fucking Star Trek. Like Night I was ex- club, the whole bit going on. Yeah, it was something else. Oh man, like you know, you 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 read these figures and like, well, they have unlimited amounts of money. They have limited amounts of money, and you don't you, you read that and you know that, but then you see, I I saw something that I never knew existed, a jet like that that looked like a nightclub, like a nightclub, but like a, like more of a lounge, a, a, yeah. like. It was amazing. And then if that's what life is going to be like on the live, and this Smith isn't that old. He's no, he wouldn't, the- he wouldn't be 30, Dave. I'll bet you. You know, and then like you're, you're done now. Like, so 90 million, and then for I don't know how many year commitments that is, but I got to guess. I think gonna- it's three-year deals, three or five-year deals is all it is. I got to guess he puts 10 more mil in the bank every year for that. You know, that's, that's not bad to be dirty. They play less. They play Uh less. And they, and basically it it seems like they don't have all the PGA rules, all the hoo-ha and everything else. They play at their own pace. It's a, it's less, it's less time to got to be on the golf course here. And now, like I said, now that he's got his, his uh, exemption to the major, because he just won the British. Here we go. They're going to really be put the pressure because I think the PGA thought that they were going to be able to put enough pressure on the majors to not allow these uh, lift players on. But now that you got Kepka, DJ, and now a new and up and coming young guy. And he's always in the, in the fight for every major lately. He's been right there. Yeah. He's uh, he's number two in the world. Yeah. You got these guys in there. Like they're going to want the, the majors are going to want those guys there. Um. So it's, it's really going to be interesting, but at the end of the day, um, is is Liv going to be satisfied just having their tournaments on YouTube? Because you can't be taken seriously if your league is on. Regardless, no, they're going to have money. to get they're going to have to get some network deals somehow, some way to be taken. Because like we talked about a few weeks back when this first started to come up, Dave, eventually these guys still want to make a little bit of money somehow. Like Do they, you know- they, People, people don't just give a, give away hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for for not for some for an unknown re- return. They'll, they'll, Gina, they'll want something. Gino Wells is jumping to the live tour. David Faraday, the yeah. announcer. So he's that gives, seen, he's been there forever, right? And he's well, leaving. Well, now, he's so. been on C. Yeah, and then like everybody likes him. Yeah, Golf yeah, like Channel, the, the whole bit. He's been yeah. there now. He's going too. So it's it's the people, now they haven't. The people no, they better made, open yeah. their eyes and say we're not the and and that's right that's to all these guys all of these tournaments and, and even the masters better open their eyes a little bit and go oh 
this might be a because you still want the best players playing in your tournaments, no matter what, right? Right. And and now being like the strong arm using all stick and no carrot, like that's not working yeah. because guys are trickling over because I don't know if the PGA's answer is to, like they better address some fucking concerns really quick. Because why wouldn't you go to the they're gonna get more and more because players are gonna want to sign their for those big fat bonuses yep. before those bonuses aren't available. No, it's okay. You only get a $5 million bonus to come here because we got enough guys. hundred percent. No, it's going to be interesting to see the next couple of years, how it all, how, how it pans, pans out. Cause now the majors are done here in North America. You might see more of these guys. You see a, see a paycheck and go, ah, fuck it. Why not? Really? Why not? <laughs> like, why not? If life is easier, if, if I got this, yeah. like 90 <clears throat> mil did not even swing the club yet. Jesus, yeah, why not? It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, 1420 Sports Podcast brought to you by Fans Edge and FansEdge.com. Get 20% off uh, shipping throughout Canada and free shipping to the United States and all your fans gear at FansEdge.com. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Team 20 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code 1420SPORTS, that's 1420SPORTS, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. Fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Dave, uh, over the weekend, I think it was on Saturday, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals declined a fifteen-year, four hundred and forty million dollar contract. The twenty-three-year-old slugger uh, who just actually won the home run contest here uh, in Los Angeles. He said, "No, I'm good." He's still three years away from free agency. Um, so the Nationals wanted to lock him up prior to, uh, chances are they're going to trade him, try to get some assets and the, the same song and dance the Nationals go through year after year. You know, they lost Scherzer, they lost Harper over the years and the like, um, at first glance, they also, but they also won a world series. They also won a world series in 2019. Right. Uh, you, at first glance, you see the years 15 at 440 million bucks and you go, Jesus, how the fuck do you turn that down? And then you just take a step back and you go, yeah, I can see why he turned that down. Dave, five years from now, 30 million bucks plus already nothing. There's a lot of guys making 30, not a lot, but there's a, there's a, there's a chunk. And he's been one of the best players in baseball. He's only 23. Five, six, seven years from now, you're going to see $50 million guys. So 15 years from now, when he's in the last year of what deal he would have signed, there could be $60 million guys. Do you blame a guy for maybe holding out for a couple, three years till his free agency time is there? Because baseball players don't normally get hurt like hockey players do or, or, uh, or football players do. They, especially outfielders, there's no Tommy John problems or anything else. Can you see why a guy would turn that kind of money down, especially three years away from free agency? It does make sense. Like, you know, when we think about it, we had that uh, talk about Freddie Freeman a little bit ago, who was willing to sign for significantly less to stay with the team that he wants. Oh, 40 mil is a lot. 400 mil is 
It's it's ridiculous amounts of money, and I I don't. <laughs> I would say yes so fast. I would get fucking signature burn from signing that contract. I I I write my name on it so fast. To have a relative worth to what it is eight years, ten years down the road, it's 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 hard to to fathom. And I don't really know. Is it? So Soto, like, is it because no, I'm worth more than that, or is it I don't like the way this franchise, I don't trust this franchise to to stay with it for ten years? I think Dave, it's a little bit of both, because he's a Boris, is his agent's Boris, and Boris going to get the most money he possibly can, uh-huh. right? I also think that the Nationals offered him that size of a deal because they knew he wouldn't sign it. They knew he wouldn't sign for a 30 million AAV. They, they knew that because of his, 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 uh, his, his potential of what he could earn elsewhere. But it, it's, it's the optics that look really bad to the layman because $440 million, there ain't many people making that money in their, in their lifetime. So he's going to have a fan base pissed off at him saying, okay, good riddance, but he's going to get more money. So I think that the, 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 the Nationals probably signed and offered that deal full well knowing he wasn't going to sign. So with, with the other thing that makes me scratch my head as to this, when a player becomes that good, that young, <clears throat> you're now limiting yourself to, and we've said it before, six teams. The, yep. the, two, the two New York teams, the, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Giants, the the Padres now, and then maybe the Phillies, and that's it. Well, that's just it. Do you, like, and now the thing but, is, is you don't have to you don't have to sign him to big dough right now. Like if you if they if if he gets traded to say the Yankees for prospects and, and some some guys are ready to play ready to play right now, um, they could have possibly three playoff runs with Soto in their lineup. At the five million, at, at, at whatever, the, whatever he's making this year, arbitration. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. They don't need to be giving him forty, fifty million dollars yet. But is it worth giving up prospects now for a guy who will be there for two years? I would think it is, because then you again, don't need to sign him. Who cares? Because if you get him right now, you take your prospects. You uh, you use them for two years. Yeah, and then if you're not competitive. You, you flip them for you flip them again for, for for prospects later on, right? And because and you don't you don't need to sign him right now. You can say, okay, well, come and join our team. The the Nationals are just leveraging this right now, saying, okay, we know we're not going to sign him. Let's get better players in our system right now because we're so fucking bad. Let's get better players who are ready to play right now, pitching whatever, and we'll be relevant next year. Prospects, Soto, yeah. Like with Soto on their team now, they aren't going to be good next year. Right, they don't have enough. They don't have enough in the clubhouse to, to be a competitive team. Whereas and his value, if they were three or four players that are ready to play now, they'll be a bit, they'll be better off for it. Knowing they're value, not going to sign him, his value is higher because he has three playoff runs in him before you have That's to sign right. him to the big dough. They knew he wasn't going to sign that that deal. They knew it. Like four hundred forty million dollars is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But I'm they, pretty sure they knew they they weren't going to sign him for that. I also find it somehow somewhat ironic that we were just finishing shitting on Goudreau for letting the Flames know 10 minutes before deadline he wasn't coming. And now Soto, uh, Washington knows he's not staying. Three, three years, years from now. now. Yeah. The, 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 I don't understand why all sports can't do the exact same fucking thing. I don't understand it. Yeah, it, but it's odd. It, it is what it is. If here, I got a question for you now. If the Yankees cobble a deal together, and the Yankees trade for Soto. Judge is gone. Judge is gone, because they they, they won't they won't have Cole on the books. They won't have Judge on the books. They won't have Stanton on the books, and they won't have Soto on the books. And then try to have Judge on the books. They just won't. If they yeah, get yeah. if they get Soto, they will not re-sign Judge. They won't. Right. They they, they just because like, I can't see the Yankees getting Soto and then flipping him in two years. Like if they get mm-hmm. him, it's gonna be a long-term deal. Because he's a young and he's seven years younger than Judge. Yeah, he's twenty three, right? So yeah, 
So, so Aaron must be like Judge must be kind of shitting his pants. So now is, is Judge thinking, man, I should have taken that contract to, in the off season that I was offered because oh boy, I'll, what 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 if it's not there anymore? Like that, this this deal might be done in two weeks, where where the Nationals trade Soto to the Yankees or to the Mets or wherever. And so all these guys are holding out for more money. They're like, oh fuck. So that's why when you're offered it, you take it. Yeah. Well, especially with your one deal, like you get like the Judge getting one deal, right? Yeah. Because whatever age and whatever and years of service that didn't work out for him, and that sometimes it sucks. Yeah. But now you just said no to thirty mil per, and now there's a, sh- a younger, shinier toy, yep. right there, like just behind the glass. And then like if the Yankees go there and and ask the ask the salesperson, I I want to see this, and they take it out behind the glass and put it on that nice like black Tiffany's, velvet. yeah. Oh yeah, and then and then someone <laughs> squeals with delight behind you. Oh, oh honey, let's buy it, Dave. Uh, where are you watching the captain tonight? Like the do- the Jeter documentary. Are you going to be tuning oh, in? Oh, but not. I'm. It's not going to be must watch because you know I can keep it in my pants. I'm not going <laughs> to salivate. I am curious, and I am going to watch it. But I'm, like. Uh, well, I know you're watching. You you you're PVRing it. I imagine you have your fucking Jurgens and, and uh, athletic sock by it's that being, thing right now. It's being it's being recorded as we speak. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're gonna you're gonna turn the lights down low and 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 pour a glass of wine and watch the Chesterfield. Tell you oh yeah, awesome the good is. stuff too, man. Like the oh yeah. <laughs> it's not out of a- for a while. Not out of, a box. out of a box. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm curious as to how it's going to be. I imagine it's going to be pretty. Um, uh, yeah, just softcore porn for all you Yankee boys out there. <laughs> and you're looking forward to it. And you're allowed to. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm going to see. And I think it's what a seven part series. Kind of. It's going to be done quick. They're like they're doing it like in a, a two three week span. They're not doing it in the Jordan one. This oh, they're not two, doing it once a week. No, two or three weeks. And I think she's done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because um, I listened to that podcast, the SI Media podcast. Jimmy, Jimmy Trina is his name. And he's a Chesterfield uh, uh, ass kisser, <laughs> too. And because he's in the media, he got to, he's watched five episodes already mm-hmm. and he loves it. And he's he, like, he goes, This is just glorious. It's so good. And he, he didn't, he's really good with no spoilers and everything. So knowing that one of you, uh, yeah, Chesterfield kissers, love it it might be a little too syrupy for me but i am definitely going to give it a chance because i'm curious like he's like him or hate him and i don't hate him i respect him i'm not going to bow down for him he doesn't part the sea but it'd be hard to to dismiss um his impact on the game. Everybody fucking knows his game. Call him overrated. Call him not. We did that one show and I was tried. God, fuck. Everybody knows I wanted him to knock off that pedestal. And I, and I, and I really couldn't, I could, I could, I could shit on his defensive play a little bit, but that's it. He's a, he's a legit hall of famer. He's one of the best hitting shortstops that ever played ever, the fucking yeah. game. And he fucking ruled New York like a fucking man. Yeah. He, he, uh, Everybody, every girl wanted to be with him. That's what I'm looking to forward to is seeing yeah. where, where they where they were, they were allowed to go with that because creative control and everything else that he probably had over the documentary. I'm 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 quite. Uh, that's why we know the stats. We know that the Mister 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 November and the 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 Jeter flip play and all that stuff. It's behind, it's, it's the other stuff we don't know about that's going to be interesting to, to see for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to watch for sure. Anyways, uh, we got some good news this week uh, over the weekend. Manscaped's going to hook the 1420 Sports Podcast up with a uh, a full-time sponsorship. They have, we haven't come down to dollars and cents or anything else and how it's all going to work, but you got to listen to us. We'll probably come up with just a segment, maybe probably just one one read a week or something that uh, that uh, promotes Manscaped. But thank you to Manscaped for allowing us to peddle your wares on our little show. It's uh, greatly appreciated. And it gives us a, a little bit of legitimacy and uh, more work for Jim to do on the backside. But anyways, Manscaped, use a 1420Scape at manscaped.com today. And when you say a little more work for Jim to do, like, let's be clear. 
We're doing our own manscaping. He's not over here. That's right. Jim is, yeah. not, Jim is not manscaping uh, us at all. He's got some audio stuff to take care of. I have full control over my bushwhacker and, and, <laughs> and, and hedge trimmer. There you just go. Just for the record, yes. No help needed. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four mirror sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by Manscaped. We're able to shave our own pubes. Shave our own pubes. <laughs> 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four mirror sports talk, and a whole lot more. We're part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Belly Up in the bar with us. Uh, Dave, um, you went camping. We're going to do the uh, Who is Better segment of our show. We do it once every couple of weeks. We got all kinds of different segments we do, but this one's a really quite simple. I talk about two things. You say which one's better. Uh, you went camping over the weekend. I don't know what your uh, delicacies are around the campfire, but what is better, Dave? Hot dogs or s'mores? Hot dogs. S'mores fucking suck. It's a lot I of don't... work for not much enjoyment. Right. And, you know, it's... I, I prefer just a toasted marshmallow than that. And like, A, I don't have a sweet tooth. B, the the whole, you gotta lay this out and put the chocolate here. S'mores, just grab a fucking chocolate bar if that's what you want. It's not better than a chocolate bar. And I like chocolate. I like marshmallows, well, toasted marshmallows, and I like graham crackers. But I, the, you're completely right. The, the effort versus reward is too much. Too much when you if, can just buy a chocolate bar. If somebody were to do all the s'mores work, would you eat it? I have. When but someone you else is, I don't care for it. No, no, we got an extra one. No, I don't want it. Fuck, I don't want it. Like, but a, I'm, but, I'm but, that a, guy. but a roasted marshmallow or a roasted dog, what are you doing? Oh, a roasted marshmallow. Quick and easy done. Quick and easy done. And that's at night. And because also, too, our supper is usually different than that. But I don't mind roasting a wiener on a stick either. I'll tell you the snack du jour for uh, the King Vanderbilt's house now. We bought this two years ago. It's a it's a it's a fire pit uh, popcorn cooker. Oh, oh yeah. fuck! It is so good. Just a, a, like a little bit of peanut oil and a handful of kernels, and you shake it over the the fire. You put it right in the fire, and it pops and it just does the thing. It has a lid, and you can like the old the Jiffy lid. Pop. Yeah, but now it's but this is like a, a an aluminum like it's pretty lightweight on a three three foot long uh excuse me handle so you can put it in the the fire yeah and the popcorn that comes out of that thing is money really it is so good it's 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 way superior to uh microwave popcorn it's way superior to air pop popcorn and then you just pull it out and put a like salt on it when it then eat it when it's warm i don't know if it's because you're eating it by the fire and you just made it I don't know if it's the peanut oil, but it's fucking delicious. There we go. It's, that is my new uh, campfire uh, meal. Get your, yourself your get marshmallow. Your, like, when, is it just lightly browned? Is it black? What do you got going on once it's roasted? I get that bitch as big as I can and brown. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. People don't like it. them black and burnt. I don't get that. Don't eat Not, burnt shit. Exactly. You might as well start smoking. Don't eat burnt shit. <laughs> I should go without saying. Uh, Dave, uh, who is better? Uh, no team son of a bitch doesn't want to play anywhere, thinks he's too good for everybody, Kevin Durant, or team Winnie, Kevin Arnold? Who's better? Yeah. Oh, I was a huge fan of, of one years i really enjoyed that show i thought it was really well done and it was what probably what 20 years old when that was out it was good it was really good i would rather watch uh, a season of wonder years from 30 years ago than have to watch one game of kevin durant so i am going and i am just so fucking tired of i've been tired of kevin durant's act I, under, I, I, I totally acknowledge him being an uber elite player, but his act is so fucking it's childish. Old, eh? 
His act is so childish. I'd rather watch a fictional child. <laughs> there we go. No, Kevin I agree Arnold. with you there. Like that, and how these guys take over the airwaves all the time between Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and the like, and James Harden and everything. It's just the it's, fact it's, they know their names. It's like, and I don't off. watch the basketball, to, but I, you just hear what these guys not wanting to play here, not wanting to play there. But yet, there's another owner, another GM saying, "Well, I get this guy. We're going to win," and they never do. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy that these guys end up with these uh, these contracts and and go here and go there and it's just uh it makes no sense to me uh dave who is better buck showalter or tv sports commentator joe buck joe buck buck showalter i don't fucking get it that's one of those guys that seems to land with his fucking ass in the butter all the time no he's uh He's not a player's coach. He's a fucking hard ass. He obviously knows how to do something, but he's been with the Yankees. He's been, he fucking cost the Orioles a, a, a series against the Jays a couple back. Who else was he with? with they, the Mets now. They're, they're in a good season with, because not, not because well, of Jesus him, Christ. But... So, yeah. So does Scotty Bowman, right? I'm like, <laughs> you, you hand a guy that much talent. He always gets, it seems to me, High-profile jobs with the teams that are supposed to win, but I don't see any rings on his fingers. Not as a head coach or manager. So give me, um, give me Joe Buck. He calls a hell of a game. He, I think Joe Buck. He gets a lot of hate on Sundays over his football commentary. And I don't know why. Uh-huh. He's, I think he's really good. He's, he's great, great at baseball. Like he, I yeah. think Joe Buck is fantastic. The last time I didn't like Joe Buck, Fox Sports had the U.S. Open. Uh, golf a couple yeah i know ago. your role yeah yeah and sometimes I, you just don't sound right doing certain sports yeah yeah you, you, you yeah you're not jim nance that way you call a better baseball game than nance but nance calls better golf than you do so a uh, I mean, couple of sports guys here dave well one's a sports entertainment and one's a, a sport uh i know your your affection for uh the macho man randy savage from years gone by uh, Dave, who is better, Randy the Macho Man Savage or the big unit, Randy Johnson? Oh, it has to be Macho, but I love Randy Johnson. I, I well, He I, blew up that fucking bird. One in, of the most uh, iconic spring training. Spring training. One of the most oh, iconic oh. moments of all time. Like that, that's hilarious. And also, too, he has the um, that John Crockett bat from the all-star yeah. game where he yeah. sailed it over his head and actually scared him a little bit. And and in just such a red ass uh, when he got to the Yankees and then he tried roughing up that reporter. Like it's just, he was, he was so dominant at his craft. Probably the best strikeout pitcher of his generation. And I understand. So intimidating. Like six foot yeah. ten, six foot 11. Could just reach the ball to home plate with his left arm and just well, yeah, later. and then like like with his arm fully extended oh, coming man. at you, it's coming in from like three feet, like eleven feet in the air. But you know, <laughs> no one delivered a promo line like fucking Macho Man Savage. Like uh, the cream rises <laughs> to the cross. I love Savage. Oh yeah, yeah he was good. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I dug you, Randy Savage. R.I.P. Who do you got? Who's better? Randy Savage. You got Savage? Okay. Yeah, macho all the way. There we go. Randy Savage. Uh, two more. Um, we talked about being their first segment of tonight's show. Johnny Goudreau, the newest care. Jeez, uh, I got it wrong already. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, how irrelevant they are in my life, or relevant they are in my life. Who's better, Johnny Goudreau or Johnny Carson? Oh, Johnny Carson's a legend. I didn't particularly care for him. He was like your parents' talk show host, but he he defined a genre. He started and launched so many careers. It has to be Johnny Carson. I thought you were going to say Johnny Hockey or Johnny Football. Oh, Manziel? Yeah. They were at one point the same path. (laughs) eh? Like They're about the same age, same. Like, ooh, there were some rumors about about well there's things that were well documented about um johnny football johnny manzel and there have been some rumors i shouldn't that some people have been talking about about goudreau um so though they were kind of on the same path a little bit there for a while 
but yeah, Carson was a, he's a legend. Uh, I, I like that when he would do the Karnak thing. Those were those were always quite funny. People who are listening to the show probably don't know what we're fucking talking about with the, the Karnak Johnny Johnny Carson, but they with Ed McMahon as a sidekick, he was he was really good. Yeah, Ed McMahon could have been Harry Carey, seemed like half blasted every time. You makes makes you wonder how drunk they actually were some nights. Yeah. But it was yeah, Johnny Carson owns that one by a ton by a landslide. Uh, here's one. I don't know what, how this even came about and why it even matters, but uh, I I don't think um, you're a big fan of either of these guys, so that's why I, I picked it. Who is better, Jimi Hendrix or Dallas Cowboys football coach of days gone by, Jimmy Johnson? You know, I didn't really like either of those guys. You are completely right. Hendrix. <laughs> I never him. understood it. The Hendrickson. fact that we still know about Jimi Hendrix and he died 40 years ago at oh, the age of fuck, More than that, man. Yeah, that's, 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 that's telling as to a man's cultural relevance and, um, and uh, popularity and influence. Jimmy Johnson coached two teams i did not like at all i never cheer i always cheered against the miami hurricanes i continue to cheer against um the dallas cowboys um the one thing you cannot call jimmy johnson is a loser and he became somewhat likable on his uh stint on um was it with the fox crew the pregame crew and like yeah, that you're right studio yeah. crew um, always funny, always up for a laugh. I, yeah, I thought. Yeah. Perfect like hair. The, yeah, always perfect hair. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to Jimmy Johnson Jimmy because Jimmy Johnson. Because he's a winner and he built that if it wasn't for Jimmy Johnson, the Dallas Cowboys would have been the worst investment of Jerry Jones' life. 100 percent Delivered him, hand delivered him, won him two, and and put a bow around the third for Barry Switzer to for win, yeah. right? And then yeah. nothing since. Then done nothing since. Even less than nothing, actually. Uh, last one, Dave, before we uh, let you go for the night and you get some shut-eye. Uh, who is better? I saw a video clip of this guy from the 80s last night. Both of them, actually. Man, I watch some weird weird stuff on television when you're at home. Uh, but Ozzy Osbourne or Ozzy Smith? Ozzy Smith. Ozzy Osbourne has Crazy Train, and that's where it fucking stops. I love that song, Crazy Train. But Mama, I'm coming home and garbage. all that other fucking shit. Garbage. Garbage. Ozzy Smith was at the very top of his profession for 15 years. At the hardest position. I won't say the hardest. One of the hardest positions to play day in, day out, making highlight real plays all the time. Ozzy Smith by a landslide on this one. Ozzy, uh, if I never heard like you can wipe the entire fucking media collection of Ozzy Osbourne, including that fucking shit ass stuff reality show they put on TV. That was fucking terrible. It was terrible. I felt bad for him. Like, well, you know, everybody has a fucking price, including the Prince of Darkness, I guess. I, I lost more respect for him from that. We had a little technical difficulties here at the Yankee Tavern. Uh, it might be due to some weather situations we have here in Southern Alberta tonight, but we were talking about the Ozzy Osbourne. I agree, Dave, that guy, he, uh, he had crazy train. Mr. Crowley's kind of okay. Uh, there's a couple other songs that are all right, but nothing that I'm ever going to be playing on my, uh, my Spotify account by any means. Oh, without, yeah, just buy. I've gotten more like aside from crazy train, which that song is, 40 fucking years old already doesn't make it yeah it doesn't make it any less of an ass kicker tune but that's it that's that's where ozzy starts and ends for dtv there you go dave get some rest tonight we got a big show i got a big week coming ahead i got a three four baseball games i got uh we got a couple more shows to put out we got some manscape work to do and everything else work and life and everything else but it's uh summertime trying to get the most of uh every bit of sunlight we can because before you know it she'll be She'll be 10 below and we'll be bitching about that. It feels like 10 below tonight, but you know what? It's better than, uh, I'd rather take, uh, what is it? July 18 over 
January 18th, any day. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself, because we need you around. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jim. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you again on Thursday night. Don't eat burnt marshmallows either, because like, that's fucking gross. Don't eat burnt shit. Don't eat burnt shit, yeah. See, hey, so if, if you burn toast, you scrape it off, you just throw, throw it away. away. And make yeah. Throw it away. Get a new one. Because it's a piece of bread. Bread. Yeah. Like, you, you, you paid three bucks for the whole fucking loaf. Get right? a new one. So get a new one. Right? There's your last one. Walk across the street and get another one. Don't eat burnt shit. What That's if it's it. blackened? <laughs> I don't know. Neither do I. Anyways. <laughs>